is already having summed up how much value or weight we're going to add to a situation because of our past experience, what other people have said, or what we've experienced in the past. And God says, when my word says in First Peter, put it back up there because they don't believe it's the Bible. It says, say it with me, honor all people. So if you grew up in a racist household and then God allows somebody African-American or Hispanic to come into your life, honor all people. Or let's flip it up. If you're black and you lived on the north side all your life and then God gives you a high paying job somewhere else and now you have to interact with people, you don't come home and talk about like, oh my God. It's white people are always talking about golf and coffee and in the lake like what? did you add value to them did you say I've learned things that I've never known before and I was exposed to new things and I met somebody who went to a private school and I did it did you add value or did you come back to the hood talking about I ain't messing with them white folk no more the Bible says honor I'm preaching in this place today and until, and until the church gets this, if you're marked, you're going to have to have the audacity to honor. So look what happens in 1 Samuel 24, verse 5. It says, but then David's conscience. I have, I got him in my grips, but David's conscience began bothering him. So many of us don't listen to that thing on the inside of us. That's like, this is wrong. This is wrong. Don't do this. Don't do this. This is wrong. This is wrong. But if it ever starts bothering you, you need to stop and pay attention. It said David's conscience began bothering him, but he, not because he killed him. Oh, I love this. But because he cut off a piece of Saul's robe. So, so he started getting unsettled because of the little thing he did. See, some of y'all, before we ever get to the action, we start thinking about it or talking about it to somebody. And God said, did the little thing you did that was going to lead you down that road, did that start bothering you? Did the little thing? And David's conscience said, what I just did was wrong. And then he turned around to his men. I want you to see how powerful this statement is right here. Because you're going to have to have the audacity to honor somebody who you don't want to. It says, the Lord forbid that I should go do this to my Lord, the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one. What? For the Lord himself has chosen him. Now, because we have the Bible, we already know that, that Saul is not anointed anymore. David is. But David doesn't know it. And many times God puts you in positions where he's already anointed you and set you to the path to the palace. But you don't know it. You're not going to know you're marked. And God is watching how you handle the people that are in charge. Because watch. One day you'll hold the same spot. What 
what you don't realize is the very people that you're dishonoring, you're sowing seeds to your future because one day you'll be in that spot and God will allow you multiply to come into your life. So if your boss got you pressed down, shaken together and running over, would you be excited about it? If the people who helped your dream come to pass, who worked for your company, who helped you with your nonprofit were just like you multiplied. This is what David gets the opportunity to do is sow seeds in his present that will show up in his future. Honor is a seed that when you sow it to people in your life, you're acting mean to that waitress, but you don't know your kid, your child, the baby you love is going to be a waitress 13 years from now. I'm in your business. I'm in your business. And what you do, because, oh, my God, my food is not not hot and this water is in the attitude that you're acting in. That honor that you're not sowing because they work a part time job. They're in medical school right now trying to finish their degree and they're actually be the one treating you for a disease that you'll have 10 years from now. But you don't think about that right now. They're having to do this right now to be responsible over the season that they're in. And you're treating them like nothing because they serve at Crackle Barrel. What? This is that church they don't like. But this, this is, this is what will change your life. This is what will continue to allow you to be used by God. And so David said, I, I can't do this. So, so, so let me tell you one more thing you are going to have to do if you're marked. <laughs> when you're marked, honor requires action. I honor them. Show me. Like, like a lot of people talk about honor, but not a lot of people show honor. How did David show honor? I'm, I'm glad you asked. Look at verse seven. He, he tells the man, I shouldn't have done this. He could have made it his own thing. But as soon as he said, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have took it off. His men was like, it's okay, David. I really understand what you're saying. I believe what you're saying. God told you not to touch the anointed, but I'll kill him. assume that that's the connotation because look what it says in verse 7. 1 Samuel 24, 7 it says, so David restrained his men and he did not let them. See, see, can people talk about other people in your presence? Can people just go off at the mouth and vomit at the mouth about other people in your presence? And you'd be like, girl, I know. Mm-hmm. And then you go out of there feeling like justified. I didn't say nothing. But they felt comfortable enough around you that you let them. Everybody say let them. See, honor is an action word. David went from about to kill him to turning around to the people he loved and saying, don't stop. Don't say that. Don't do that. Don't send that. Don't do that. Don't talk like that in their presence. Don't. He started restraining the very people that were on his team. Because honor is an action word. Dang, Pastor Mike. I know it's good, girl. But this is the stuff nobody wants to hear. 
but it's the stuff that qualifies and makes us know I'm marked. Somebody say I'm marked. So at Transformation Church, we've, we've adopted this saying that we honor up, we honor down, we honor all the way. Say it one more time. We honor. Let's go. We honor. Okay, we honor. Whoa. Whoa. Just one more time. We honor. Let's go. Okay. When you start living like that, you don't just honor people who are in positions over you. You honor the people who are serving you or serving with you. Yeah, a lot of y'all straighten up when the boss comes in. But you treat your co-workers and your family members and your cousins, you treat them like trash. And God says, I'm taking notice of all that. Because these are the people one day I want you to rule over, but you don't even see them on your level when you own a level. So how would you see them and feel them and represent them when I put you over them? I got to keep you right here until your character gets right. Because you somehow thought the homeless man that was asking for money, you're better than him because you have a car. But what you don't know is 15 years ago, he was driving what you was driving. And he had the same thing. And through a series of events where he didn't have the creator of the universe in, in his life, he got into that position. But he's just like you at different stages in the story. And if we ever forget about the grace of God and where he gets us from and where he takes us to and how he sustains us through, we will not honor the people that God puts around us. That's why Isaiah 29, 13, it says it like this. And so the Lord says, these people say they're mine. All these people come to Transformation Church and they, they wear crosses around their necks and, and their Instagram bio says believer. These people say they mine. They honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. Ah! And their worship of me is nothing more than man-made. It's rules that they've learned and they've started to put into practice. But they honor when it gets them another position or takes them up. But when nobody's looking in the back of a cave, will you honor? I mean, I think it's very significant that this whole thing does not happen in front of anybody else. It happens in a cave. And God says, if you honor in a cave, you're, you'll honor in the palace. If, if you if you honor, that's what integrity, that word integrity, yes. it, it means you do the same thing in front of people yes. that you do behind closed doors. And this is one of the key things that's missing from the body of Christ right now. Honor's missing. But when I look at the life of Jesus, who if anybody on earth should have been honored, should have been served, like if I was Jesus, I wouldn't have touched the ground the whole time I was on earth. <laughs> saying like I would have had people either carrying me or invented the hub around or something I would have just but that's my selfish self but Jesus walked the same roads the disciples walked he didn't have he, he didn't have any special treatment matter of fact when we talk about honoring down 
at the Last Supper, in the midst of everybody who's followed him, he gets down on his knees. See, what you need to know is being marked is not about you. It's about others. The reason God marks people is so that you can bring other people to the realization that there's a God who wants to do something great in their life. And what happens is Jesus, with Judas in the room, the same person that would sell him out, Jesus chose to steal Wash Judas's feet. He had the audacity to honor the one who would betray him. My question to you is who is the Judas in your life that you're supposed to be honoring right now while you're hating on them right now? When Jesus touched Judas's feet, I think it was probably the most spiritual act he ever did. Because now I only could be in by the Holy Spirit to do this. Because what I want to do is take his foot and break it. Oh, don't, don't act like Jesus. He was all human, the Bible said. I want to. Like, I mean, if, I, if I was Jesus, I would want to suplex. But he had the audacity. To honor somebody who by all accounts was not honorable. And when you talk about not just honoring up, but honoring down and honoring all the way around. You're supposed to add value to people who can't add value to you. See, some of us are great at adding value to people who may be able to take us up. Or adding value to people who are very poor and oh, they need some help. But what about... Your family members. What about your coworkers? What about? I thought about this crazy thing I heard about. There was a man. Um, his name was Robert F. Smith, who went to Morehouse, and this year he gave the commencement speech, 2019, and he stood up there, and and in front of a graduating class of a, a bunch of young African American men, he said, "I want to give you a leg up in life. I want to push you. I want to pay off." everybody's student loan that's graduating today. Now, as I begin to think about that, I said, God, what would make somebody do that? He said, honor. He said, those young men can't do anything for him. But he did, I mean, he literally, they said it's going to be worth $40 million. Now, if you have $40 million just to do anything with, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Most of us would be investing. Most of us would be living in it. Most of us, you know what I'm saying? But he took $40 million and decided to honor a group of men who could not ever repay him. I'm asking you, who are you honoring that can't do nothing for you? Who are you honoring Who's actually came after you? Who are you honoring? Who's hurt you? See, because until we get this, maybe Christ has not taken full residence of our heart. (laughs) Honor is stronger than taking matters into your own hands. 
Honor takes longer. It means I'm going to have to wait on God. It means I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. But honor gives God glory. Prove it to me, Pastor Mike, because you have to say something because I'm about to go cuss somebody out right now, Pastor Mike. I have, I have three people on my cuss out list this week. And I need you to tell me something because I'm about to, whoo. And one of them was you, so give me. Oh, y'all know. I'm the pastor right now that you like. But there may come a day where I challenge you to do something that may be uncomfortable. And it's not honor until I don't want to do it. That's why one of the first commandments with the blessing is children. Honor your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Do you know how many times a child don't want to do what their parents say? All the time. But what God is trying to do is challenge you to a discipline that you will need for your whole life. I, I, I got I to gotta give you... I got to give you the revelation I found in this though. Okay. I, I want you to just write this last. This is bonus for everybody. When you're marked. God's already handled. What you think you have to. I'm, I'm going to prove it to you right here. Okay. So, so remember what David did. He snuck up on him. And he tore. A piece of his robe. I want to flip all the way back to when David's name was not even mentioned and Saul was marked and Saul disobeyed what God told him to do. And Samuel, the prophet, came and told him, why didn't you obey God? You should have done it. If you would have obeyed, you, number one, would have been marked and your family would have been established forever. And this is what happens right after it. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. Now, we've gone back tons of books of the Bible and God's already handled what David thought he had to take into his own hands. Verse 24, it says, Then Saul admitted to Samuel, Yes, I've sinned. I've disobeyed your instructions and the Lord's command. For I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. Now, I want you to see this is the same test that David's in right now. Because he has people around him telling him, go kill him. And Saul listened to the people around him. David had the audacity to honor in the face of the people that was around him. Okay, but now please forgive me of my sins and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel replied, I will not go back with you since you have rejected the Lord's command. He has rejected you as king of Israel. This is when the anointing of God, the approval of God is being moved from Saul's life. And look what Saul does to his leader. As Samuel turned to go away, Saul tried to grab him and hold him back and tore the hymn of his robe. This is not an accident. The same action that David would do decades later, Saul did to his leader at the moment that his anointing was being lifted from his life, which tells me that this was a critical moment for David because David either would have gone on to be king or God would have chose somebody else. This moment of honor. And look what Samuel says. Samuel said to him. The Lord has not just allowed you to tear my robe. <laughs> the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today. And has given it to someone else. 
That's David. One who is better than you. So in the moment David's in the cave, about to take matters into his own hand, from the balcony of heaven, God's saying, don't do it, because I already did. Like before we got here, before you thought you had to make your way, God said, he don't know it, but I chose you way back there. And if you do the same thing he was going to do, it disqualifies you too. When you're marked, you don't have to fight battles God's already fought. If, If you've been done wrong, God's got you. If people are talking about you and smearing your name, God's got you. I'm a living witness. That when I had opportunities to say things about people, and God says, shut up. And I mean that clear. Leave. Leave now. He wasn't punishing me. He was protecting my future. What I'm saying to some of you that there are people you need to go back and honor today. There are going to be people at your job this week. There are going to be people that you don't know. There's going to be a clerk at Quick Trip that's busy and they forgot to ring something up for you. And you're going to be like, yes, I already. What? You have to have the audacity. Why is it audacity? Because everybody's going to give you a pass if you act how you want to act. It makes sense. That you would be however you want to be. But God says when you're marked. The Holy Spirit will give you the ability. To do what is not natural. But is supernatural. And love people who are unlovable. Today I want to pray for you. As we end this series. Because some of y'all going to get to the palace. And then you're going to disqualify yourself. Because you think you all that. And you don't honor people no more. You don't honor your wife anymore. You stood before God and told her and her father that you would honor them in sickness and in health for richer or for poorer till death do you part. And you're six years into the relationship and you don't even open the door for her no more. But if your boss came, you home, sir, sir. Sir, let me open the door for you, sir. But the person who washes your dirty draw? Who, who got cut open or had babies for you? Who sits there? You won't even... I'm on a tangent right now. But it's where you place value, where, what you prize, where you put weight. The reason I'm taking this sabbatical is because all of this is great. But where I, where I honor, where I place weight, is on Natalie Diane Todd, Bella Bonet Todd, Michael Alexander Todd, Ava Ray Michelle Todd. Because at the end of the day, before God asked me, how was Transformation Church? He's going to say, what did you do with the child I gave you? Today I'm praying that Transformation Church would change. Not to one of skepticism and revenge, but we would have a culture of what? Honor. 
Pastor Mike, why did you name the message what you named it? I, I, I remember what I told you. Now's your opportunity. Because that's what David's men said to him. David, now's your opportunity. Kill him. Or David said, no, I have another opportunity. I have the opportunity to honor. And that's the choice you're going to have to make every day for the rest of your life. But on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit has empowered you and will empower you to make the right decision. Let's pray. Come on, heads bowed. Father, I'm asking you right now to do a work on the inside of every person in this room that will allow us not to do your job, but to stay faithful where we are at. Even if we feel like we're in a cave, God, I thank you that you would give us the audacity to honor those who are hard to honor. Those who, Father God, who have done us wrong. Those, Father God, who have put us in the cave. Today, God, I'm asking you to change our hearts and give us a new sense of your presence that we don't have to do what you've already done for us. And I just thank you, Father, as we're tested in that today. God, I thank you that we're marked. And we do not have to try to position ourselves to something you've already called us to. God, give us the ability to trust you in the midst of every hard situation. And we'll give you glory, honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you're in this room and you need to make the greatest decision of your life, which is give your life to Jesus. I'm telling you, it'll change everything. The reason I get up here and passionately share and try to compel people to come to Jesus is because it's the only thing that's changed me. It wasn't finances. It wasn't success. It wasn't people knowing who I was. It was a real relationship with Jesus when I said, I'm tired of doing it my own way. Come in and help me, change me, renew my life. And, and it was simple. I invited him, him in and he started doing the heavy lifting in my life. And some of you are in here at that place right now and it's time for you to do that today. If you would, just for one more second, just close your eyes. Just not in a religious moment, just to see like, where are you at with God? And if you want to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, all you have to do is say, Pastor, if, yeah, that's me today. I want to make Jesus my personal Lord and Savior. You don't have to change everything. You just have to invite him in. We're about to pray in a, in a second as a family because nobody at TC prays alone. But we're going to pray. And if that's you and you're saying, Pastor, I want to be included in that prayer. On the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hand up in the air. Everybody's eyes are closed. Everybody's heads bowed. This is a, a, a decision between you and God, but you, it's going to take faith to do it. You're saying, Pastor, that's me. I want to make Jesus Christ my personal Lord and Savior. One, two, three. Just lift your hands in the air. I see hands right now. Glory to God. I see you, sir. I see you, sir. All right, you can put them down. You can put them down. Y'all, this is so amazing. God's doing work right now. Today, for the benefit of our family, our new family that's coming to him. Can we say this prayer together and mean it? Everybody say, God, thank you for sending Jesus just for me. Today, I give you control and I honor you with my life. Change me, renew me, transform me. I'm yours in Jesus' name. Amen.